Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, Meg, good morning. Hey, thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. And And your kind work. (laughs) Oh, of course. You know, we look, I I think there's a reason you have such a following because I think that you're tapping into something that so many parents and, and just community members who are concerned, Meg, are. I can't believe this is really happening. It, it's almost like yes. you can't make this up. And yeah, that's I used that phrase yesterday. You can't make <laughs> you can't make this. I couldn't make this up if I tried. It's just too crazy. <laughs> so, and I I will point out that uh, two hours ago, as I was you know t- promoting what you were doing, and obviously Moms for Liberty, one of the sites, and I did a screenshot because it says that this tweet might include sensitive content in what we're talking mm-hmm. about here. And I know that Elon Musk and Twitter, they're trying to lift some of this stuff. And I thought, really? You, you know, this is, oh, this is dangerous. This is a danger to democracy, apparently. So tell us well, what's... Well, I mean, to, to be fair, I will say the content is pretty explicit. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that, like, they're, the one tweet I, I said, I mean, they have... I, the thing that's crazy is that I, it's literal screenshots from a a place that is providing sexual education for children as young as 12 with 21 year olds. And they are seeing this content that is very explicit. And they're saying, this is what has to happen. I'm like, why does that, how does this support any child? How is, why does any child, regardless of their sexual orientation and orientation need to be exposed to this explicit content? And what are the parameters that would make it safe for potentially 12-year-olds and 21-year-olds to be in a room discussing this explicit content. Because it's very, it's, I mean, it is explicit. It's, it's very concerning when you take a look at it. And to be clear, you know, this is, and, and I'll just give the other side of this, there's Senator Steve Santacero, who is a, a Democrat Bucks County, and he had announced that $630,000 in state funding supporting and wants to grow that so-called rainbow room and there's a piece of this, okay, to empower kids and that sort of thing, Lower Bucks County. He released some statements saying, hey, we're just trying to, you know, provide this safe space. But within all of this, it is lost the sense that, a couple questions, Meg, that I want to go to. Number one, mm-hmm. there are parents that I've spoken with who say, are some of these individuals who are allowed in here, are they, do they have all their clearances? I know I, as a mom with my boys to be a volunteer in, in their class or go on the field trip, I have to have, I have all my clearances. My teenage son, who's been a lifeguard since age, what, 15, 16, whatever, the, uh, he has all of his clearances plus the federal clearance as a lifeguard. If you right. work with kids, 
A, you have to have clearances. And then the other piece is at this recent prom that they had, they were giving out to kids as young as 13, I'm understanding. Things yes, like, in the, tell us about, I mean, this was a gift bag with condoms and Planned Parenthood info. Oh, my goodness. Well, condoms, lubricant, and dental dams, which I think most adults had to go look up and see what even that, what, what are those. <laughs> I did not know what those were. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that is the big issue that people need to start talking about is everything else aside, just look at the facts. 13 to 21-year-olds are being given uh, these objects that are obviously intended for, for sexual use. What parent, What is in place to make sure that we're protecting minors are are the 21 year olds who are invited as a guest are they are they required to right. provide clearances um you know the, the, the other part piece of this is i actually have emails from the um bucks county iu some uh, someone on staff at the bucks county iu spreading information about the 2020 queer prom which also was 13 to 21 year olds i know the bucks county iu has their rainbow room listed as a resource Mm-hmm. On a uh, on their website, on a PDF I pulled from their website, and there are several other districts in Bucks County that also have the Rainbow Room listed as a resource. So if these if if events like this and the Rainbow Room itself is being promoted by our our education system, it's also being promoted by Bucks County government. Bucks mm-hmm. County government has them also listed as a resource. And in June of 2022, they actually had a proclamation in favor of the the Rainbow Room, praising it. Mm-hmm. Our county commissioner, our Bucks County commissioners, Diane Marseglia and Bob Harvey. So we have all of this, this, you know, tax taxpayer institutions. We know that they just got six hundred and thirty thousand dollars of taxpayer money. So I think there needs to be some public accountability as to how these protocols are put in place. There needs to be some transparency, and I think that that's the least they can do given the amount of, of overlap between public institutions and tax tax money. Yes, and so. You know, just to just to back up for one moment, you know, giving a little gift bag out at one of these events, and and since we have the announcement of the tax dollars set aside for these things, condoms, um, you know, lubricant, and things like pamphlets promoting Planned Parenthood and what have you, but also, and I'll be very clean about this when I describe it. If you look up, if we, and I had to Google this too, the the so called uh, dental dam that would fit over your mouth, a little apparatus that's rubber that fits over your mouth. And if you look it up, it says it helps with oral fill-in-the-blank situation. Because I know I have, I have some mo- young moms who are listening right now. Um, mm-hmm. wh- wow. I was, right. I, oh my, oh, OMG. I mean, right there, I imagine that some parents would say, hey, we've, 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 we support some of the stuff if you have a, a safe space for kids, you know, for kids who whatever, want to be empowered, fine. But this feels more like some promotion going on here that parents mm. might not have expected. Right, right. And again, this is an event that's advertised as for 13 to 21-year-olds. There was also on the invitation a little small disclaimer that said Rainbow Room alumni are also welcome. Um, so, you know, the Rainbow Room's been in existence for 20 years. So you think if there were kids who were 12 when it was started, I mean, that's someone who's 32 years old. So, you know, that also raises the question, do the, did those attendees, did they have to have clearances? I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. So I think that's that's the big mm-hmm. question. And I mean, the, the, the overarching question, I think that 
again, this is not, and this is a, a by, this is just, a, this is not a partisan issue. I mean, I think it's sad when we see politicians yeah. trying to take the safety of kids and try and make it political, which I think that's what Steve Santisario is clearly doing in his push to say, no, this is fine. Everything's fine. When any reasonable person, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, can just look at this objectively and say, I don't think this is fine. I think that we need we need a little more transparency to make sure that there are protections in place to keep these kids safe. Yeah. Another mom, Amy Princess, um, has said, I've never seen a, a dental dam in my life. Disgusting. I mean, we're getting a lot of, you know, a lot of response from parents, community members concerned about this. And then there's mm-hmm. another piece of this as well. It just always feels like, boy, somebody's trying to cross the line or, or push that line, see how far they can go. And so you had you had tweeted this one out where we have somebody who apparently is a you know a local education official who spoke out and essentially says the words essentially that there's no such thing as a, a good white person. This blows my mind as to what she's saying, but please listen in. Are you a racist? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I am a racist. I participate and function and benefit from a system of racism and of, you know, whether we call it white supremacy, although we are in no way supreme. So white terrorism is sometimes a more appropriate term for the system that we that we live in. White folks traded our humanity in order to gain white white uh, terror and white supremacy and white superiority. That's part of the history of the founding of the United States. And as Ma, I have inherited this white privilege that is totally unearned. That is, it's also dehumanizing. That was the piece I was adding, but it's for me as well as oppressive and damaging and violent and lethal to people of color. Um, But I still, I can function any moment in that. I can, you know, I, I can, I, I can do what I can to minimize harm all the time. I am never free of harm. As a white person, I am never a completely safe white person. Um, one incredible, you know, leader that talks a lot about that, is, who's a does you know workshops and writes books on it, is Catrice Jackson. Talks about how there's no such thing as a good white person, but that we can constantly be working to minimize the harm that we do. It's hard to wrap your brain around this, but. When I first heard this, as we listened to, as we were talk, continuing the conversation with Meg Brock, when I first heard this, I felt I felt sad for this mm. for this person. I felt sad. Then I realized, though, that there's this is a person who has influence over children, and so essentially, mm. the bottom line to me as a parent, when I hear somebody like this and the narrative. It's psychological warfare and perhaps even going as far as to say this is psychological abuse on kids to say Mm -hmm. there's no such thing as a good white person. To me, it's a form of bullying, saying if you're Mm -hmm. white, you're bad. If you're black or brown, you're a victim. So any way I look at this, this is not positive energy, positive reinforcement in our educational system. Meg Brock, Mm -hmm. your take. 
Yeah, well, that's actually the same. The woman in that clip is the same woman who was explaining that they were giving the 13 to 20 year, one year olds condoms and dental dams. Yeah. So that's that's the same the same person. Um, I mean, I don't know what you say after listening to it. It's kind right. of mind numbing. Uh, yes. But I don't really I don't I think most people who listen to a clip like that have your reaction where you just think what on earth is going on? Uh, someone's openly calling themselves a racist just because of their skin color. I, I don't know how anyone calls that progress. Um, it's it's quite, it's really something. I mean, I think it's just being fully given into the progressive left ideology that is trying to really capture and already has largely captured all of our institutions, whether that's education, whether that's corporations, whether that's government. I mean, there's this ideological take that I think ultimately really wants to divide, divide people, divide communities, divide families, divide parents and their children. And I think that's really the, the, the big takeaway from all of this is that, you know, it, it, there's, a, there's a real push to keep us divided instead of bringing us together. Yeah, I think that's a piece of it. And I agree with you. I would take it one step further that I I do think in a way that if you are telling one group of kids, well, you're a victim, and if you're telling mm-hmm. the other group of kids, you're born bad, then what mm-hmm. you're doing ultimately is it's a form of oppression, suppression, control. Mm-hmm. And that's really, yeah. this is the opposite of empowering children to say, you know, you you are so blessed and you are so talented, and we want to help you tap into that talent and empower you so that you can live the American dream and live a purpose-driven life. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That Usually, Absolutely. that's what you think of when kids go to school. That they're, And that's why we love. They do athletics, and they try new things, and they do artwork. And, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be this wonderful place that Absolutely. is an estuary that protects our kids. This is opposite land. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's are absolutely wonderful points that we we want children in our communities wherever whatever part of the community they're in to be feeling empowered and to be told that they're able to accomplish anything they want versus you know telling them they're that they're oppressed or they're not able to rise above the system that they're in or telling someone they're inherently bad based on their birth yeah i think those are excellent points and Meg, you know, there's a story now in The Federalist that the headline is email shows Bucks County school closures were not just bad for kids, for kids. They were illegal. Central mm-hmm. Bucks schools shutting down despite no waiver from the legislature to close okay. those classrooms. So this is being looked at, I know, by lawmakers in Harrisburg. But mm-hmm. these emails and I'm glad they, they give you credit. I mean, these this all goes back, Meg Brock, to your your I know you always give credit to some other moms, too, but, I mean, you've spearheaded this thing as you have filed these freedom of information requests as a citizen journalist, as a mom, as an advocate, and I know you're being sued, in fact, and now we mm-hmm. know why. I mean, as some of this comes out, we can understand mm-hmm. why they, they, won't, they don't want this stuff to get out. Can you share with mm-hmm. us the latest on this issue, or, or do you want me to just quote from the Federalist column? Because I know that there are a lot, I don't know where the line is with what I can and cannot ask you about with, yeah. you know, the I mean, it's, I mean, the, the long and short of it is that to your, to what the, head, the headline said is that we've had a health director in Bucks County who advocated for kids to be in school since June of 2020, Dr. David Damsker. He was attacked by everyone. He was attacked by the teachers union. He was t- attacked by 
the Wolf administration. He was attacked by campaigns within the, the community. And um, my friend Jamie Walker and I, uh, and with the help of our friend Diane uh, Herring, have just done a bunch of record requests to try and understand why decisions were made. So to kind of fast forward to the lawsuits, in August of 2021, the Wolf administration sent our county commissioners, not our, not our public health director, our county commissioners, a very strongly worded letter telling them they needed to get, basically put Dr. Damsko's guidance in line with CDC guidance. And then, poof, the guidance magically changed. Dr. Damsker was suddenly not allowed to speak with school board members, to speak publicly, when he had had a very tight relationship with superintendents and school board members. And I have emails that show this. And so we had a lot of questions. We started asking why, to putting public records requests. And lo and behold, you know, we won that the Office of Open Records in Pennsylvania said, you need to give these moms these records. And instead of giving us the records, Bucks County has taken me to court five times, Jamie to court uh, twice, so that's seven lawsuits. Um, the lawsuits are still pending. We're waiting for to hear back from the next stage from the judge. But it's quite wild to think that my own local government has sued me now five times to keep public records hidden. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And, you know, to say that, no, you as a parent, you just stifle. And it, it's a sin, to say the least. But now it appears that it was a violation of state law. I was on the air. Rich Scioli was, you know, the, in the mornings at that point before we went live in local 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I remember that morning because we had, I think, the day before this was the summer of 2020, you know, and moving into the fall of going into 2021 or 20, the 2020 school year. And we said, oh, good for Bucks County. You know, unlike mm-hmm. Philadelphia and all these kids and parents were calling in and sort of celebrating this. And then it was the next day. And I, before the news, before we started at 6 a.m., I said to Zioli and Greg Stocker, I said, hey, something's going on in Bucks. And so mm-hmm. I'm calling over that nobody will talk to us. What is going on? And then David Damsker, you know, the director of, of the uh, Bucks County Health Department, issued that guidance. Mm-hmm. And the teachers union, I remember. Had, was was trying to really kind of I think discredit Damsker at the oh, time, uh, right? Uh, yes, uh, not kind of. They wrote <laughs> uh, a whole. I mean, in the Federalist, I believe, links to the op-ed they wrote. I found, I have I've obtained right to know emails that show they were asking about how um, he could be removed from his job. Well, they asked how could the health director lose his job. It wasn't named in that email. Uh, so there was definitely a campaign to discredit him. They were not very happy with him. And because he had said, we, because at that time we were all doing the dot thing, the dots on the floor, stay six feet apart. Mm-hmm. And, the, and so then he had said, no, you can go three feet apart. And they had said, no, this is harmful. This is dangerous, well, right? That three versus six feet was a big issue because everybody knew that if schools were forced to stick to six feet between desks, that meant no schools were going to open because schools just didn't have the physical capacity to do that. Um, and so Dr. Damsker said, no, we can do three feet when permissive, when, you know, if, if you can't do six feet th- up to three feet is okay. And this is, was not based on, you know, he didn't pull that out of thin air. I mean, that was going on all over Europe. Schools were opening all over Europe in the summer of 2020. It was quite odd if you understood what was going on nas- uh, internationally mm-hmm. that, these progressive blue-run places were taking this stance on education. I mean, it was just crazy. So that was definitely the issue. So there were there were a lot of criticism over allowing three feet because by allowing three feet, he was allowing kids to get back into school. Yes, and and 
You know, I'm looking back at, you know, you had tweeted this out back in October of 2022. This was, this was uh, Bucks County commissioners saying one of the key reasons they continue to do this is because without state directives, county governments like yours, as well as many school districts, are simply ignoring state guidance, making their own rules. That goes from August of 2020. It's important, you know, and I want to go through the documentation of this. This is years <laughs> of your life. I mean, you have a job, you have kids, you have a house, you know, you have laundry to do like all of it. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I just think to myself, I cannot believe that they continue to, in my humble opinion, through the courts, harass involved loving mm-hmm. parents like yourself mm-hmm. and that you're this thorn in the side of, of these officials with your right to no requests. And mm-hmm. at one point, just, just so everybody, if, if somebody is listening and doesn't know the whole history, because I know that I've had you on many times, Meg, at one point they had even said that you they, they wanted to block you from even calling your local government officials or telephone lines. Isn't that correct? They, they, they did block me. Yeah, I had back, and this is going back to the summer of 2020. I remember the exact date because it was actually my daughter's birthday. On August 20th, 2020, I left Commissioner Marcega. This was her public line. This is the line that she has on the website for constituents to call her because that's our local officials are supposed to represent us in theory, right? So hopefully we can call them. So I had called and I left her a voice message saying, hey, I'm disappointed that you're not being a stronger advocate for in-person school. I think kids really need to be in school. This is going to cause a lot of damage. And what transpired was she later called me back that day. Um, I believe it was from her personal cell phone, yelled at me for like three minutes and then just hung the phone up. And I, I was just flabbergasted because, you know, I run a business. I would never treat a customer yeah. like that. I couldn't even imagine treating. I, I wouldn't treat anyone like that, frankly. So I was just absolutely shocked that as an official, she felt this was an appropriate way to act. Mm-hmm. But then I later found out that soon after she hung up the phone and I could have all of this because I have my phone records. She then contacted the, one of the people who was high up in the IT department at Bucks County and asked for my phone number to be blocked. And what they did is they blocked me from calling the entire government for 18 months. Um, so I had tried to call, I had tried to call several times during that period. And I would always get like, you know, the, the, the signal that it wasn't going through, but I never ever thought that they would have blocked my phone number because I'm actually a normal person. Right. So my brain doesn't think like, oh, they they probably blocked their phone number. So, oh, something must be up. Maybe I have the wrong. I, I don't know. I just never really thought too much about it. And then I don't know why it clicked. Oh, it clicked because I was trying to call about something someone else and I couldn't get through. And I said, no, let me use my husband's phone. So I used my husband's phone and the number worked. And that's when I thought, oh, my goodness, did they, they have my number blocked. And so I went to the meeting and sure enough, they had my phone number blocked. And then instead of apologizing, they wrote a defamatory article or had a, had a defamatory article uh, printed about me in newspaper. Um, and so it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, that in and of itself is just one of, one of the many, very many crazy things that has happened that really shouldn't happen to anyone. And I, and I think that anyone who's listening, irregardless of their, their political mm-hmm. affiliation should not want the government to treat someone like that. It's not, it's not okay. It's wrong. Yeah, and I think it's important for for all of us to look at this. It's, you know, I think we can all ex- accept the fact that early in a pandemic, nobody really knew what was going on, and so you can you can say, okay, people are just they mean well, but as this thing still is going on, and mm-hmm. and then what what bothers me is the issue of these freedom of information requests, and mm-hmm. and that tells me that there's a lot still. That we don't know the fact that they've pushed back 
and and fought you and others as far as mm-hmm. revealing all of this. So mm-hmm. where do we go from here with with regards to, to all of this? Because it, you can't help but conclude that, of course, this is not about the wellness or the best for the children. It's clearly, mm-hmm. to me, just looking at this, it's clearly about partisan politics. Where do mm-hmm. we go from here? I mean, I think where we need to go is I think that people who are who have seen what's going on and aren't happy need to do more than simply be unhappy. They need to get involved with their community, get involved. We have school board races coming up this fall. You know, if maybe if you're someone who's been watching all of this and you're not happy with what's going on in the schools, maybe you need to step up and run for school board. Maybe you need to step up and help someone in your school board. But I think that's really what needs to happen is that these progressive activists, to their credit, have been are very involved. They spend a lot of time and energy trying to push their agenda onto our community and into our schools. So I think if people really are not happy with this and they want to see a change and they need to they need to be a part of making that change and understand that, yeah, it might cost you some time. Yeah, you know, you might get called some names online. Like, who cares? You know, everyone's got to stop. I think it's one of those things. People need to stop being so afraid. I think as conserv- those of us who have more conservative or even people with centrist viewpoints at, at, at this point, mm-hmm. if you're anything except being a progressive, just accept you're going to get called names. You're going to get called a, a bigot. You're going to get called who knows what. But mm-hmm. I think we just have to stop being afraid because we live in America. We are allowed to exist. We're allowed to hold our, our point of view. And we're not the ones who are, are, are crazy, in my opinion. I mean, I think some of this stuff has gone so far. It's just it's just crazy when you see it. So I think people need to stop being afraid, start speaking up, and get involved. Yeah, and to your point, when I look back at the headlines, I'm looking at one in a local newspaper, November 8th, 2021. Uh, it says, Bucks County Republicans won many races Many parents are furious. You know, mm-hmm. that's a headline saying people are furious that Republicans won. And so mm-hmm. the, the, the media fix is in, I, as, I, as I see it, tensions boil over, you know, and it's mm-hmm. all about those extreme right wing dot, dot, dot. So mm-hmm. I, I do think that the more parents that come forth and push back and say, no, no, mm-hmm. no this is not about. Republican or Democrat, no matter who you are, no matter Mm -hmm. where you are in your life, do you really want partisan politics or policies ruling your kids' education? Right. Do do you really think it's appropriate for 13 and 21-year-olds to be in an event together where they're handing out condoms and dental dams. I mean, is that really what we want? Like, do without really knowing if there's any clearance checks or anything? I mean, I think that most people, I say, you know, just like you said, pull back the partisan politics, just look objectively at what's going on, and let's just protect our kids and let's protect our communities. Yes, and I'll continue to follow it because it's so important, and I know right now they've... uh, what is it? There are still these lawsuits, ACLU and so on. There's still uh, lawsuits over what's happening with the, with the board and these claims that this mm-hmm. is all, oh, they're, they're bullies because they don't support LGBTQ+. And part of the claim is, I guess, that if you don't, if, if you're against a, a gift bag to children as young as 13 that includes these, you know, adult devices, uh, mm-hmm. for, for adult activity, 
then I guess that makes that makes all of us somehow bullies of LGBTQ plus. It's I mean that's that is that's that that's the logic. I don't think you're wrong in how it's perceived, but I don't actually think it's correct logic. So it's insanity. Yeah. I, you know, moving forward, Meg, I, I just I feel I do I pray for you. I really I have a group of girlfriends and we have a prayer network and because I think I feel so sad for parents who have to deal with this, not just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening. And then on top of it, it's like you're harassed for, yeah. yeah. oh my, and I think, I think of my kids, you know, education, my boys were, you know, high school age, now teenagers. And I'm, I'm so, I, I know so many parents who think, oh, I'm so glad that I'm, I'm not in the heat of this because it should yeah. be a wonderful, magical time. So how do you, I'm going to say, how do you cope with this? How do you, in other words, balance this out and still experience these joyous years of being a parent with you and your husband and your kids and, and just try to try to block out some of the negative energy? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I think that for me, I mean, I, my faith is very important to me. So, you know, ultimately, I, I feel that if I, I have my husband, I have my kids, we're all healthy we're safe. You know, we have a lot to be thankful, thankful for, even though these things are, are hard. And I think as much as it's difficult to, you know, deal with some of this stuff, I think you just realize it, it's the internet. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't, I'm, I can't spend time stressing about things that are outside of my control. Yeah. The only person that I can control is myself. And ultimately, you know, I want to do the things that I feel I'm, I'm called to do. And I definitely want to have boundaries and do work to have boundaries. You know, there's so many, the thing is, there's so many things you do. You can go to an event every night of the week, but you have to just kind of pick and choose the things you're, you're called to. Um, but at the, you, you know, people, I, I always think back to what about people growing up in, in other times in our country's history that were frankly a lot more difficult, right? Whether that was you know, World War Two or World War One or the Civil War. Or, I mean, there's our, our even, you know, the Revolutionary War. We have so much history where I live in Bucks County. And you think about how hard people's lives were. So I think when you compare yourself to what other people have done to try and make this country better and to try and make it a place that's better for future generations, our, our sacrifices are pretty small comparatively. Even though, yes, I mean, do we want to... Do I wish we were raised... I wasn't raising my kids in this crazy time? Sure, but... <laughs> This is when I'm raising them. So, you know, it, it, this is re, this is the reality that I live in. This is the reality that other parents live in. Um, so we just have to do the best that we can and, and remember that, you know, there are a lot of people throughout time who, who would have loved to have the freedom. A lot of people in the world right now who don't live in places where they have the freedom to express their opinion or criticize an elected official. And I think that's something that we don't want to take for granted because if we don't do those things and take our citizenship seriously, we could lose it for our kids. So we, we don't really have a choice, right? <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app.
the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, amen to that. Well, Meg Brock, I'm actually, I've been retweeting. You had another tweet just three hours ago about a person citing related to um, a drag queen show connected to the Rainbow Room. You're So you're going back and asking people about that. There's so many people posting videos. So we'll retweet that so that people can get a sense of this. And it's not just Central Bucks. And I want to point that out as I look at the national news media I look at the lawmakers here in Pennsylvania as well as across the nation. Many school boards are dealing with this, and that's part of the reason mm-hmm. that I want to I want to make sure that everybody is aware because if it's happening in Bucks, it's happening mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, this is not exclusive Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Meg Brock, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. I hope you have a good weekend and a good rest of your week. You too. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.